0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.
1: All right, Jimmy Ott and Aaron Renning talking some college football on Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel 3 and O. Mr. Aaron running well done cakewalk a first half total that cashes in I'm sorry a game total that cashes in late in the first half Oklahoma State in Central Michigan easily over going over 100 points in that one a wild one in San Antonio Texas San Antonio with a four point uh, 14 point second half lead Houston scrambles to get it into overtime Dana Holgerson adding stress to us who had Texas-San Antonio plus the points by electing to take the ball first. Never cons- um, I can't ever remember that one. So, of course, you t- Texas-San Antonio will take take the ball last. So it was back-to-back. You had to sweat them scoring a touchdown. They set up for a three in the first overtime. You wiggle there, and then they got the touchdown, and you had to answer, which they did. They went it in triple overtime. And then Monday night, standalone game, Georgia Tech and Clemson over 50-and-a-half. Two block punts, set up two uh, touchdowns, and then Dabo Sweeney. When he could have taken a knee, I think he wants to evaluate his backup quarterback. That could be another change coming soon at the quarterback position. All of them a little bit different paths, CR, but all the same result. Well played, 3-0 and start.
0: Yeah, it's funny. You know, it, it's uh, worked out well. Um, obviously, last night's game, you're pretty fortunate to get to 51. I'm sure, you know, it was probably a push for – a lot of the listeners or, or whatever, how it, it kind of went down. But, you know, that's the crazy uh, part of college football. You can be right, you know, you and it just doesn't work out for you. You can be wrong. I uh, felt like I was probably wrong on that game last night. Still cash um, a, a ticket. But, um, yeah, obviously you don't get paid extra for Central Michigan, Oklahoma State over uh, <laughs> as well. You know, the trouble with that game, uh, Jimmy, you kind of lose a lot of value going forward. Uh, you know, having that game pegged, so, um, but yeah, I had a, had a really good first week of the season.
1: I, I want to remind, uh, and, and we're not just giving picks, we try and give out angles and information and, you know, doing, I've doing, I've, been doing sports talk radio. This is my 33rd college football season and been a fan for way longer than that, um, this is... I love listening to the shows and after the first week, it happens every single season. I'm listening to some of the shows today and same old stuff. There's an overreaction to offensive yeah. struggling in week one. I mean, it is... Uh, look at the LSU game. Uh, do you think they looked better at the end of the game than they did at the beginning of the game? You know, moving the ball and Daniels and just getting a feel. You know, that getting that rust out to the system with that week zero games is kind of important. But everywhere... And so... Is the Clemson offense the same, or is it week one? Well, they look like that all last year as well. Um, Some other ones as well. So don't overreact to some really ugly football. Every coach I've ever known, including Nick Saban, says, you make your biggest improvements. And I think they're talking about that as levels of execution in – Whether it's protecting on place kicks like LSU, protecting the quarterback some other places, but especially the offenses, the defenses have the big advantages early in the season.
0: You know, week zero, week one is always uh, kind of an under week in college football. Last year, uh, the unders were absolutely dynamite. This year, it it wasn't, you know, we saw Thursday, uh, I think just about every game went over the total. Then Friday came back a lot of unders through the weekend. Like you said, the LSU game. Uh, boy, that was just kind of slow from the start. seems like the bigger games, um, you know, when the better competition goes at each other, it uh, seems like those games would be a little bit more apt to, to start slower. Notre Dame, Ohio State, kind of another example um, where, you know, pace is a little bit slower. and You know, everybody kind of comes in, hey, we're going to go up-tempo and we're going to be fast. It's not that easy uh, once you get out there. So I've always been kind of a big under guy. And it was – I didn't like a lot of unders last week. I still bet some, but, I mean, as far as the matchups were concerned. uh, So, I was kind of happy the way things uh, turned out. But, yeah, I would expect uh, this week and and moving forward, some of these offenses going to be able to pick up.
1: I'm a big under guy in week one, but I will tell you, and I'll ask for your input as well, I think as college football teams tackle less in practice, Mm Mm-hmm. That tackling is a little bit shabby, and I think that you know the offense is being behind. How much is it equaled? It has it offset it some. I think it's a factor in. I think every team is a little bit different, but you saw a lot of missed tackling uh, in Week One of this five-day uh, opening weekend for college football as well. I don't know if it's enough. I think it. You know, it depends team to team, but uh, it is definitely kind of cut a little bit of that under advantage early on
0: yeah there's a I I thought Jimmy I thought there was as much targeting pass interference calls that I'd seen in college football um, that I remember it almost seemed like watching an NFL game you know it's I I, I'm always kind of one of those guys that that let them play unless it's it's pretty blatant but I I, you know again I, I didn't chart it I don't know if it was up or whatever but you know some of this targeting it's tough when you get that quarterback right. sliding at the last second. Um, you know, it's, I understand you're trying to tr- uh, protect the quarterback, etc. But when he becomes a runner, um, it, it's it's tricky. And and then on top of that, Jimmy, you have you know you watch these defenders. They're easing up, and, you know, yes. so there's missed tackles yeah, that shoulder
1: way. And, I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: there's missed tackles that way as well. So um, I, I thought there was, um, again, you know, just kind of quarterbacks throwing it up 20, 30 yards downfield, a little bit of contact, throwing the flag out. You know, I, I'm glad that, you you know, you only get that 15-yard penalty. You don't get that spot foul uh, like you do in the NFL. But, you know, passing, you know, college football passings up a little bit, et cetera. So you get that. There's some other things, too, that I think might lead to a little bit more higher scoring this year.
1: Um, And and to me, it's all about if the player is defenseless. A receiver sometimes, I mean, they cannot protect themselves. Uh, The quarterbacks are in compromised positions when they get hit. But once you tuck it, I mean, you're a ball carrier. I mean, you, you, you're not defenseless uh, at that point. Let's get to your picks. Let's try and continue uh, the great uh, way we started last week. Start off in Lubbock, Texas. Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, big um, big win in their rent-a-win. Uh, over 60 points and 600 yards uh, for Texas Tech in a win against Murray State. Uh, Houston coming off of that three-overtime thriller in San Antonio last week. Red Raiders are 2.5, half, half over the Houston Cougars.
0: Yeah, it was you know it was interesting getting back to that game last week. I mean, I guess the Cougars had researched it and they thought uh, going on offense uh, first in overtime there was an advantage. Supposedly going back twenty years or so, uh, the team that went offense first, I think they had figured out they had won games fifty-two percent of the time, and it actually increased a little bit more. So that was kind of the reasoning in that. But you know, Holgerson's obviously going to do some different things and you know i i think he's i I looked at the early portion of Houston's schedule i thought boy they were going to be kind of out coached um or i I didn't like a lot of the matchups about the first month uh first half uh, of the season that includes here uh this week against Texas Tech obviously Houston all out uh to win in San Antonio uh last week they didn't look that good especially offensively i mean um, I, I mean, boy, the, the average per play was, was down in the threes uh, at times. It, I thought the game plan was a little bit funny. I thought Toon would come out and pass a little bit more. He did not against, you know, kind of the weaknesses of that UTSA secondary. But, boy, they create a lot of pressure. You watch that game, uh, the Roadrunners really, I mean, they controlled uh, that game really through the first three-and-a-half quarters. So, um, I'm looking to bet against Houston. I'm going to do that here. Uh, with Texas Tech, boy, a lot of excitement down here uh, in Lubbock. Joey McGuire, the the new head coach, the recruiting class has been great so far. Obviously, that doesn't translate um, in, uh, to this year, uh, Jimmy. But, boy, I, I just like the direction uh, of this program, this team. So, uh, you know, they ran it up against Murray State. Going to be a lot tougher against this Houston defense. But offensively, um, you know, they bring in um, – the offensive coordinator, I think the, the, the kid Nitley, uh, you know, graduated here from Texas Tech, was at Western Kentucky last year. We saw, um, I'm, uh, you know, saw what they were able to do from an offensive standpoint. Uh, so, you know, this is a really good coordinator, really good offense. So, I'm going to look uh, to bet against Houston, going to take Texas Tech this week. Uh,
1: well, um, the uh, the Holgerson, that's, that's Holgerson trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Uh, because there's I I don't care what the stats say. It's about so they kick the field goal in the first overtime, the first possession on fourth and three. Okay, as Texas San Antonio scored a touchdown, they are killing him because it takes the guesswork out of fourth down when you have second possession. You know if they score three, six, eight, or zero. I mean, no, there's a reason that everybody goes chooses to go second, minus Dana Holgers, and I'm not buying uh that one. Next one, Nebraska, uh twenty two and a half and sixty-three and a half against Georgia Southern. Nebraska one and one with that heartbreaker against Northwestern and Dublin. And uh then they had a a bit of a competitive game here. Seven point lead against North Dakota. They bust open to make the final score thirty eight to seventeen. So now they're one and one. Georgia Southern, of course, this is the big story for the Eagles. They finally broken that triple option and gone to a, a high a high octane uh, offense. Oh, I think they threw it uh, like forty six times. That's in a route. Uh, in their first, uh, their first of uh, forty-six pass attempts in a fifty-nine-seven route against Morgan State. It's a prime-time game, seven thirty Eastern on Fox Sports One.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can look at this here for uh, Nebraska. Obviously, um, yeah, I was a little bit hesitant as they seemed to go a little bit towards Frost, a little bit more conservative, run the ball. Uh, after, you know, not sure he was connecting with Whipple, uh, the new offensive coordinator in that first week, but, you know, and, and you mentioned it, how Nebraska extended that lead, and you know, look, it's been uh, you know a long few years for Scott Frost, especially in one possession games. If there's any guy, any coach in America, you would think would want to add an extra touchdown or two, so you don't have to, uh, you don't have to deal with a one possession game or a two possession game. You would think it would be Nebraska and try to make a, a statement, put up some points uh, on the scoreboard. But you know this is going to be a little bit more of a pass offense than they've been. I think Thompson, the transfer from Texas, uh, certainly capable. Uh, with what he's able to do and, you know, again, brought Whipple in a little bit more tempo. Thought uh, Could see, you know, the potential of what he was able to do with Pitt uh, last year uh, from an offensive standpoint. So, and, you know, this is a team where they should be able to score and run it up uh, against, what you know, again, what should be an overmatched uh, Georgia Southern team. So I think Nebraska should be able to easily – uh, score their fair share of points. And then, you know, as you mentioned, you look at the Georgia Southern side. Uh, I mean, this is a completely different team than we've seen the last couple of years. And they've tried to kind of move forward from that. But uh, certainly done with that triple option. Clay Helton uh, comes in. I could not believe, and you mentioned it, Jimmy, uh, the passes uh, that they attempted and threw. I, I just had to look at that box score about two, three times at halftime. Uh, and at the end of the game. So, you know, again, this is a team that wants to be a little bit more wide open, so I, I expect uh, some points here with the Nebraska
1: Yeah, it's team. something we talked about in our conference previews with Georgia Southern. I mean, it's an obvious uh, story because they've given some, uh, some, some Power 5 uh, programs some tough times, you know, uh, and now they're Division One and even before that when they were FCS. But Nebraska, too. I, I, Whipple and Thompson, even in the game against Northwestern, that looks like a much more proficient passing game of course, Martinez could never throw, but he looks comfortable running Whipple's offense. And they spread it; they throw to all the quadrants, uh, you know, in the secondary. And I, I think it's just a it's a a new look Nebraska team because they were married to Martinez for so long. Great athlete, but. You know, just can't throw. So, um, completely different offenses for both of them. ER is going with the over. It's 63-and-a-half yeah. right now uh, at uh, Bet Rivers. Final pick for the college football this uh, this week, ER. And we'll go to Virginia Tech at home in Blacksburg, 3-and-46 over BC. Whew, this was a tough one for both teams. Both teams, both of these ACC teams coming off of tough, close losses where they lost fourth-quarter leads. Um, a one-point loss for B.C. at home to Rutgers and Virginia Tech, uh, turning the ball over in the fourth quarter and down in Norfolk against Old Dominion and losing that fourth-quarter lead. Uh, three three and 46 is the number. This is a primetime game, 8 p.m. Eastern on the ACC Network.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of an easier handicap, Jimmy, to, if you watched those two games last week to come in and – and play under the total here. But, boy, Virginia Tech looks like pretty much a dead-under team here uh, with Brent Prye, the first-year head coach, obviously coming over uh, from uh, Penn State uh, as the defensive coordinator. You know, in a lot of reports, he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, I mean, the talent level has really dropped off here, uh, Virginia Tech. But, you know, he's bringing in some – uh, a lot, some of the old traditions here for Texas Tech. I'm not sure. I think it's going to be an OK fit eventually. But boy, this year, I think especially uh, offensively, uh, it's going to be tough. They did not return much, and, and you know, again with Pry, it's going to be focused more on the running game, play defense. Uh, special teams kind of keep uh, in the game, and you know, really saw that on display last week against Old Dominion. Old Dominion a little bit more uh, of an over team, and you know, they they actually probably won uh, the box score that game last week. But again, offensively, it's going to be very tough for this team. It's going to be a defensive first uh, kind of target. And BC, you know, it's it's interesting to kind of figure out where this team is. Obviously. Um, you know, you went back at the quarterback situation, the the transfer from uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. What's his name, Jimmy? The, yeah. Um, you know, hurt his, his wrist or broke whatever it was in his arm. And, you know, they, it was kind of in flux, came back a little bit early. Um, and then this year, you know, it comes back in, loses everybody on that offensive line. I mean, they had to replace – uh, basically everyone. They had a return, you know, five, six, seven deep on that offensive line. The one guy, all-conference all guy that came back, you know, he blew his knee out this spring or whatever it was. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. And, you know, that's kind of the strength for this Virginia Tech team on that defensive line, etc cetera. So, uh, what you saw from this BC's offense, I think you're going to see it's it's going to be a struggle uh, at times. Again, two kind of slower-paced teams, um, you know, it, Again, you hate to overreact too much, but certainly going by uh, last week, I mean, boy, it just sets up as a 17-13 type of football game here.
1: Two top targets, A Flowers again, a dynamic player for BC, had two touchdowns in their tight end. Certainly the uh,
0: bright spot for BC, right?
1: Yeah, it was just a matter of, okay, now do, do the uh shift uh, toward him and try and yeah. bracket him uh, a little bit more. Uh, and also the tight end had seven catches against Rutgers as well. So, uh, under 46, Virginia Tech and Boston College. Nebraska and Georgia Southern, both with their well more wide open passing attack offensive approaches for this season over sixty three and a half Texas Tech minus two and a half, well, yes, a little bit of an emotional I thought it was pretty cool at San Antonio at Norfolk at East Carolina, at Appalachian State and Boone mm-hmm. these power five teams going or Houston's about to be a power five team. Man, there were some great atmospheres uh, in those games, and part of handicapping college sports, football and basketball, emotional letdowns. That was an emotional win uh, for yes. Texas for Houston down into San Antonio last week. So another little angle, and other thing that Texas Tech. a Little side note: um, They may not have Alabama, Georgia, and Texas A and M, USC, NIL budgets, but they did make sure that every one of their football players got a stipend. Uh, across the board. So they got that out the way uh, during the summer very early as well. IDR 3 0 last week. Uh, let's get them again uh, every week talking college football. Jimmy Ott for Aaron Renning, Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.
0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.